0: Moncrief on News Talk. The idea of taking a year off work to travel may put the fear of God into some people. This is exactly what Ariana Dunn did for the year in 2022. She travelled with her chocolate cockapoo, Molly. Ariana is the host of the Solar Powered Podcast. Afternoon, Arianna, how are you Hi, today?
1: Right, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: What put it into your mind to do this?
1: So I suppose post COVID or during COVID, I couldn't quite believe that we'd been locked down, that we couldn't go more than two kilometres from our house. And I just wanted to get out. And so as soon as the restrictions lifted, um, the majority of my work went, you know, online during COVID. And so I was able to work remotely. And so I just thought if I'm going to be remote in Lucan, I might as well be remote in Paris or Florence or (laughs) Marbella in Spain. Um, So I packed up the car as soon as I could and myself and Molly hit the road.
0: You're heading off on well, Molly. I'm sure is fantastic company.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But but just few on your own. Um. No, they're human. No. And that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> How did you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was definitely something that uh, I've, I'm comfortable with. I had done some solo travel trips before. I, I'm one of eight children. I have lots of friends. So it's not that I'm like you know, wanting to be alone or anything like that. But I'm single and I've no kids and I turned 40 that year. And I just thought I have this opportunity um, and, you know, I can just rent out my apartment and meet new people and explore new countries and have new adventures. So that's what I did.
0: And you were setting off in, I presume, a huge car or a, an RV <laughs> no, or something, wasn't no, it?
1: No, a very uh, reliable Honda Fit, which the seats go down in the back. But I, I, pa- I definitely overpacked. I mean, because I was going for a year and I was going to be living across all. I, I ended up being in eleven different countries, so I knew the seasons would change. Um, but I also was was going to be living in Airbnbs. I wasn't ba- uh, backpacking, you know. Sure. So I wanted to create a kind of a homely environment wherever I was. Um, but I was definitely empty. The car in the first few months, and then towards the end, a lot of it stayed in the car. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great. I do
0: It's like a Disney movie. Um, you in this car, heading <laughs> off with the dog, driving through England first.
1: Yes, yeah. So we got the ferry and we went through Wales. There was snow-capped uh, Snowdonia Mountains, which was amazing to see. And then down through London, where I spent some time with some friends. I used to live there. Um, and then into France, down into Paris. So Paris was my first stop. So I lived in Paris for a month. In Straight um, on to the
0: wrong side of the road.
1: Straight onto the wrong side of the road, yeah. That was, you know, I off, as a, I'm as a life coach and I often say worry is such wasted energy that. that I worried the most about before leaving was driving and actually it turned out to be one of the most enjoyable parts of the experience but yeah doing that Because
0: it is hair amazing even if you're in a car with the wheel on the right side of the road um, Yeah it's terrorizing in it those is. countries?
1: It is, it is. But I have to say I managed to conquer the Arc de Triomphe roundabout uh, in the time that I was in Paris and I thought if I could do that I can do Holy anything. Holy moly. <laughs>
0: ma. I've seen it. Yeah. I don't think I've driven it You just I've have to. It. You
1: nearly Gosh. have to close your eyes and just go <laughs> and just trust that no one's going to crash into you. What but. was
0: the reaction like with having the dog with you?
1: Um... Well, uh, Europe is so dog friendly. I have to say, coming after coming back, Ireland is probably one of the least dog friendly places I've been. Um, everybody and everywhere I went, she was welcome. I used to go get my hair done and get my nails done. She'd sit on my lap. She was allowed in all the shops, um, but it was she allowed in the supermarkets. Allowed in the supermarkets. Yeah, initially they have special shopping trolleys with little pictures of dogs on them that, or you can pop your dog into the. the I just say how very
0: civilized of them <laughs> I as know, a dog absolutely. owner.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> It's, you know, she was on every single public transport. She even came kayaking w- with me in Lake uh, in Lake Como. And, you know, so, um, but a, a dog. Yeah, she came out in the <laughs> kayak. Wow. <laughs> but a dog is a great icebreaker. So, yeah. you know, when I was out in coffee shops or restaurants by myself, or even just going, walking in parks, you know, the amount of people that I met and chatted to and talked to and became friends with even through Molly, which was fantastic. So, yeah, it was great.
0: So you went to Paris for a month. What was it Airbnb, is
1: it? Yeah, I got a beautiful little studio Airbnb. Be in right in Montmartre, so um, sort of oh, really in a like beautiful goodness. yeah. And um, I, Molly and I, used to go to the Sacre Coeur every morning and walk around and have our coffees and our croissants and things. Um, and then I, I moved down into Spain and I was in Spain for two months in Denia, in between Valencia and Alicante. Um, and then I actually went back up, I actually moved, drove across Spain over into Portugal, where I lived for a month between Lisbon and Albufeira. Then I had my 40th birthday in Marbella. What did so you I do for a, your 40th? Well, I had a month long 40th birthday. <laughs> um, my birthday's in June so I had a lot of friends and family who kind of took advantage of the fact that I had a nice Airbnb and So they came out? Over. Yeah, I had friends come out what at a different a of you there
0: of the dog, raising a glass to the dog <laughs> no, on your own. It wasn't no, like that. No,
1: it was definitely full on for that period of time. Um, but then I drove back up into Provence. So I lived in Provence for about two months in the south of France which was beautiful but it was very hot. I was there in July and August um, so the weather was, was very intense. And then we moved across into Italy in August so I was in Italy for about four months, and then kind of made my way back through Switzerland, Liechtenstein. And God, it sounds Austria. amazing.
0: Any part of it, I, I could stop and talk to you for an hour. But <laughs> Italy is so
1: beautiful. Yeah, I lived in Modena. I, I wanted to live in places that yeah. weren't like super, super touristy, so I chose Modena, um, and it was amazing because I was able to from there go to places like Bologna and Venice and Parma, yeah. and use it as a real base. And then I lived in Florence as well for for a while, so that was great. and oh, spent gorgeous. A lot of time in Tuscany and Trieste as well up on the top of the boot
0: what, what, Was there any part of it you found hard?
1: Um no, i not really honestly to be honest. I loved the I met a lot of friends. I you know, um saw a lot of wonderful things. You know, it like I say that the the driving was something that I was worried about, but much like with life it's it's not about the destination. It is all about the journey. So there were some wonderful drives that I did. Um packing and unpacking the car got a little tiresome, I have to say, but I had a, a wonderful time. I knew how lucky I was. You would have worried um
0: that you might have been lonely.
1: Um, no, you know what? Honestly, everywhere I went, I, I met people and I made friends. So I would go and do tours, you know, walking tours, uh, food tours, bike tours, or there's a lot of expat community groups, Facebook groups. So I would have joined them or go to a local quiz night. What do they like friends. to join? When
0: you arrive in... Meeting them off the first time. What's, what kind of experience yeah. is that?
1: So, I mean, I actually, when I lived in Denia for two months, I made friends with a really international, great group of, of, of girls. Um, One was from the Netherlands, another one was from Canada, another one was from Belgium, and they were all actually solo travelers as sure. well. And they had all decided to kind of live in, in those places. Um, and so you just, you know, meet up for one of them had a dog as well. So we met up for a walk and then, you know, we, we, we got on well. And then she invited me to come for dinner with a few of the other people and to drinks and, you know, so it's Look, a lot of people say, oh Ariana, you're confident it's something that you can do, but I I, I host a podcast now called Solo Powered which is all about celebrating doing things solo and Mm. try to encourage people to do things solo. So even if you're shy, people tend to see you on your own and take you under your wing, you know, and welcome you into different groups and yeah, it's nice.
0: And did you feel safe all the time? People would be worried about that as well, wouldn't they? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I totally felt safe. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it can be just as dangerous on O'Connell Street as it can be on any other place in the world, right? So you just have to make sure that you don't put yourself into vulnerable positions and have your wits about you. Um, my mum was always checking my time active, you know, on my Facebook or on my WhatsApp, so I always knew someone had an eye out for me as sure. well in that way. Um, you common know, so sense,
0: I suppose, though, isn't it?
1: absolutely common sense, but I never felt unsafe. I mean, I remember I was living in Croatia, in Pula, at, at, at Halloween, and there was an underground rave that was happening, oh, and I, I f- thought that would be a cool thing to go to in a, in a worldwide Two bunker, but I didn't go to that sure, because yeah. I thought that could be a bit dangerous. It could be you know? out of
0: control, you just, it's hard to say. Exactly. Huh? What, so what brought you that? back in the end? What made you think I will to stay?
1: Look, I, I wasn't leaving because I wasn't happy here. I, ha- I have a lovely life and a lovely friends and lovely work. Um, I just wanted to, after the restrictions, I want to just experience new things. So, you know, kind of six months into it, I thought this is the life for me. I'm going to stay on the road forever and, you know, travel all around. But as the winter started coming in, the leaves started changing, you know, my home comforts and kind of wanting to just feel a little bit more settled kind of crept back in. And um, you know, I just I I felt like I had had this incredible experience and I was ready to come home.
0: Molly was all right with that?
1: Molly, I know I was joking with you. She speaks four languages now, she can say woof in Spanish and French and <laughs> Italian. Um but yeah, I think I definitely think sometimes she wonders where the, the, the beaches and the the, the, the the sea is. She loved that. Um but we, we climbed many mountains and we had an amazing exploration but uh, she came out with me everywhere we went so I think she's glad of a rest now to be <laughs> honest
0: <It swore laughs> and the car survived
1: the car is perfect I still drive it it's mine and Molly's little car I used to be really into my cars but I just this is a real solid reliable car now 30,000
0: so. kilometres during the trip it would yeah. it, want to be solid it sounds like a fantastic time and I'm very taken by the fact that we're not a dog friendly country because uh, yeah. I kind of suspected as much just going around Ariana, thank you very much for that thank and, you so uh, much Arianna the host by the way of the solo powered podcast. Look out for that. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News
1: Talk.